0: From worlds beyond, to, to right at the gaming, gaming table. table, these are all my, my fancy children. children. Hey, Jeff. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron kitano Sayers. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this? Oh, this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a tabletop-inspired world-building, character creation, and storytelling podcast for each week. Jeff and I take your brilliant listener-submitted prompt, we take that prompt, and on the fly, out of nowhere, off the dome, improv, create the greatest story ever told and add it to our ever-evolving fantasy world we've titled Fantasy. Yeah! Yeah! And I don't know if you can hear, listener, but it's that time of year and all my fantasy children. It's air conditioner season. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, it's hot as fuck, and that means I'm going to do my best to sound uh, reduce... But like Jeff says every year, I don't give a fuck. It's hot. Hey, if you
1: got a problem with it, fuck it. Fuck you. listen
0: to somebody else. You know what? Here's what you can do. If you don't like the sound of this uh, air conditioner and it's making you that upset, you can give me several hundred thousand dollars. I can buy a house and then put a studio in it. So yeah. unless you're willing to do that, shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, like I'm happy, like I'm happy to enter into financial negotiations with you to move into yeah. a space where I don't have to have air conditioner
0: noises. Yeah. But like if I had central air, like you can help me get central air by buying me a home and then buying for my central air. How's that? I think it's a great deal. Paypal.me slash Eric Townasayas. Anywho, it's that time of year, and it's getting me excited because anymore I think about What you say all the time when we make this show, we're like, life comes first, blah, 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 like, you know, all that good stuff that I think about, like, constantly, because I stress a lot, but so what's getting me excited is, one, this air conditioner, because it feels incredible, and, two, just, like, not giving a shit about, like, you talked to me yesterday off a cliff about, like, download numbers, and, like, that grind, and, like, you always have to be making something, and, It's something I stress about a lot because I'm just an ambitious person. I like making stuff and blah, blah, blah. But yesterday you were like, yeah, don't fucking worry about numbers and stuff like that. Make the show if you like making it. And if you're not liking it anymore, we won't do it. And I'm like, God, this motherfucker is brilliant. It made me feel super good. And I wanted to share that with our listeners. That's all. It just gets me excited to be like, I don't know, make the thing because you like it.
1: That's my view is like, is my view is like, uh, I've always said we're going to make this show until it stops being, like until we stop enjoying it or ideally a little bit before we stop enjoying it. Yes. So that we leave and we're like, damn, that was great. And not like, fuck, it sucked. (laughs) But like, but like my, my rule was always, we're going to make this until we're done making it. And then like, I'm not going to like, I, this sounds cruel or blunt, but like. I'm not gonna look back. Like what I mean no. is, I'm, oh, no, like, no, I'm no, gonna no. love the memories that you and I made together, and the friends that we made through this show. But like, when I'm done, I'm done. Like I'm fine yeah, with that.
0: Like I, I really wanted to like remove that illusion of like any more content creators and like like this is my fucking passion. I love yeah, this show. I love this. So I love this show much. with all
1: my with all of my heart and being.
0: But I do want our listeners to understand that, like, it's hard making, yeah. like, a thing every week or trying your best to, Then you got to edit it, and you got, you know what I mean? It's not like we see, like, tremendous financial returns, and, like, we still have to work, and yeah. I know everybody loves to model every creator off of full-timers, like Macroy Brothers, who are, like, you know, they're full-time creators, or, like, Critical Role, who I love both of these groups very much, but it's very easy to have them as, like, the model of what it's like to make things, so, like, wow, every week there's a new episode, and multiple things and multiple projects. They just keep creating content. And I'm like, my God, I would love to see those motherfuckers work catering shifts and then continue to crank out these episodes because it's, God, it's hard. And I really want to keep reality in. Like, I know we're coming in hot this episode, but it's only because one, it's hot outside. And two, this is just a reality of making this show. And so I always kind of want to just break down that illusion of like, the only term I can ever think of is like toxic positivity in terms of like podcast stuff where a lot of the times you almost are tempted to have this persona of like a bouncy cartoon character of like, this is awesome! Getting a sit down and like making it. Yeah, it's awesome. When you physically can. Like there are physical limitations to creating fucking art and content and stuff. And it sucks. But it's always just something where I'm like, you know, I just want to be upfront about that kind of oh, yeah. stuff. We'll be a cartoon character, like when we're feeling it, and I'm feeling good today. But I also am just like, you know, there's no need for us to be like, "Hey, everybody! Oh my god, I can't wait!" Like, no, like fucking, you're always going to get like, this is us authentically hanging out with you. Is kind of my 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 scoop. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's what's getting me excited is being real <laughs> every every episode, trying our best to be our authentic selves in a podcast. What a fucking concept! <laughs> that this is this is us this is us this is what you get this is what you come for and jeff what is getting you excited this week now that we have started off with just the realist uh that was like it, it sounds like the start of like a youtube apology video <laughs> where it's like i'm tired of being fake i'm gonna be real and speak my mind
1: <laughs> well my apartment has central air which is great
0: let's fucking go can we have a minute to pause for jeff's fucking crushing it having a motherfucking apartment with central air we lucked right, into you, this.
1: We just lucked. We <laughs> flat out lucked into this place, and it's got all of the things that I want for like this point in my life. It's great. Hell it's yeah. amazing.
0: That bangs. Stuff
1: that's getting me. You know what's getting me excited this week, Aaron? What? I watched a movie.
0: <laughs> that's
1: it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the the movie. <laughs> what, what is it? What was it? I watched Venom. How was it? I fucking loved it.
0: Yeah, a lot of people I know are like, "Yo, don't sleep on Venom just cuz it's not in the MCU."
1: I slept on Ven- Well, I slept on Venom because like I actively and and uh, a friend of mine from college deeply roasted me on this and rightfully so. I don't like the character of Venom or rather I didn't for like decades. I think they did some work to like make him interesting in the comics, but like for decades I hated the character of Venom with all of my heart. What's your beef with the symbiote? Uh, for a long time I felt like it was a, it was a lazy evil twin thing like it, Oh yeah it is
0: a palette swap of Spider-Man but wh- evil who, who kills people and I was like <laughs> yeah. I'm not
1: like it's boring it was boring to me Venom like was so fun and interesting and like cute and like well yeah. just well written yeah. and the character dynamics were so fun and interesting and they did such interesting things with the characters and like the thing that stood out to me this is this is film this is film crit Jeff putting on his film crit hat.
0: Welcome to all my film critique children. Well, all my all my
1: film critiques is AMFC.
0: <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, these are all my film critiques, comma children.
1: The thing that was really interesting was like watching it. Like the the second one drops the ball on this because they like wrapped it up in the Spider Man multiverse stuff, which I feel like was a mistake.
0: Hey man, Tom Hardy's just trying to get that bread.
1: But the thing is about the first <laughs> one, like. The fact that they couldn't use Spider-Man and they had to pretend <laughs> like this was know. a universe where Spider-Man does not exist genuinely made the movie so much better because
0: it actually highlights Venom in not just circles around their relationship. You with Spider-Man. had to
1: you had to give Venom a character and a relationship yeah. and a You're dynamic right. and like you right. Uh, Jen and I kept saying that it felt like a superhero movie from, like, 2002. That is accurate. That weird post-X-Men, like, where people are still like, comic books are for nerds and nobody's gonna understand what a Venom is. It it felt so weird, but, like, watching it was so much fun and, like, you know, Tom Hardy just making the commitment to be as weird as possible with every single acting decision that he made. Yep. Like truly elevated the film like you could have played you could have played eddie brock like a normal person and not like weird sweaty columbo i was
0: just about to say the sweatiest venom the world has ever known He
1: just for some reason was like i think this character needs to be like a sweaty new yorker
0: this motherfucker is <laughs> wet twenty four <laughs> And seven.
1: I'm like, that just it kicks ass. There's anyway, no
0: air conditioning in New York City. Eddie Brock <laughs> is not like some Spider-Man bully.
1: But he lives in San Francisco. Like he's like <laughs> he just brought the humidity from New York and was like, it, do- it doesn't matter. I'm going where I go. I'm from I New bring York. Bring the thunder.
0: I bring the thunder, and I bring the venom. <laughs> like,
1: it <laughs> just was so much fun. Like memes aside, I we probably won't watch it, but like memes aside, I'm looking at Morbi like, no.
0: Oh. Fuck. I have yeah, I won't watch that. I don't like Jared Leto. I don't fuck with him. Jared Leto, if you're listening, I don't care for you. But like, thanks for the download.
1: Thanks for the download. <laughs> thanks for the listen. Uh go back to pay go back to one shot Patreon. But um <laughs> yeah. I, I mean I think a lot of his I think a lot of his method acting
0: border is just oh, straight God. up actually abused. but like a fucking dumpster person. But
1: like genuinely like that movie looks like trash and it makes me angry and like here's how much I enjoyed Venom and this is the last thing I will say before we dive into the prompt. Okay. I liked it so much I had my notebook and pen out of like <laughs> here's the cinematic <laughs> universe that I would build off I of love this that. movie.
0: <laughs> I love that so much. I was like,
1: here's how you build, here's how you take Venom and a bunch of B-list Spider-Man villains and you make a compelling cinematic universe.
0: See, I'm about that kind of stuff. I, I, I live for like that genuine kind of, it was away from MCU Disney hell, so they mm-hmm. got to be weird, That's which thing. is rare anymore. And like, I don't know shit about film. So like, if, if you disagree, I don't give a fuck. But I'm like, yeah, I like when it's sometimes not Disney.
1: I like it. No, I'm all about it. I I think it made it it made it the genuinely better film for them not being like in them not being wrapped up in 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 Disney's content standards and well it was good while it lasted yeah it was good while it lasted <laughs> but uh yeah I loved it I loved it and like I have I have never been a fan fiction writer but for some reason writing the maps of cinematic universes is like my fan fiction and uh, this was good enough to inspire me to engage in my own particular fan fiction
0: I. I'm very happy with this. What's your uh, account name on Ao3?
1: Um, it's probably gonna be uh, it's gonna Eddie be Broccinator,
0: <laughs> Eddie Broccoli, Eddie Baconator. Oh, Eddie Baconator. I love Eddie Baconator Cause, 87. Because I'm also gonna, I'm also gonna do some single player actual plays of the Wendy's RPG. See, I think this is a really great plan. Um, and my last note about this topic is that method acting needs to die of ligma.
1: It is uh, genuinely a toxic strain in the world. I just punched my arm as hard as I possibly could. I hear that. You hear that? <laughs> you hear that, kids?
0: That's how, that. An-
1: that's how angry I am. Jeff is furious. All right, what's our prompt this week, Aaron?
0: I want to take that fury, Jeff, and I want to channel it into our prompt. We've been, Let's go. We've been coming in hot because we are adults. Um, <laughs> and prompt this week comes from our Discord. Prompt Ace the Ace says... The whispered secrets have never been told because few who hear can remember them long enough to do so. This is some deep shit. Ace the Ace, by the way, brings the fucking heat in the prompt submission channel every fucking time. Solid. <laughs> and that's why so many of the prompts are from Ace the Ace. So I wanna tie in something that I mentioned on Twitter, Jeff, and it it's real silly, but at the same time it's not. And sure. I've been at I've been working a lot lately, and I oftentimes love to make fun of the guests when I'm like at a catering event. And everybody's rich and shitty. So someone at one point asked me about the cocktails, and they were like, "Oh, like is this is this the cocktail? Blah blah." blah? And then they went the Paloma, and my brain went, "You mean the chaos, chaos Emeralds. Emeralds? <laughs> So I have been saying this shit at work for like three fucking weeks, and then I was like. Last night or two nights ago, whatever, whenever I tweeted this, I was like, yo, the Chaos Emeralds for Sonic the Hedgehog lore is actually quite good. Considering, like, Sonic was originally about, like, a Hedgehog beating on Dr. Robotnik and jumping on shit. And then they introduced the motherfucking Chaos Emeralds. Let me read to you the Chaos Emeralds from their fan wiki, sonicfandom.com. Which, by the way, every listener right now, I want you to Google your first name and then the Hedgehog. Chaos Emeralds, also known as the Miracle Gems, are objects that appear in the Sonic the Hedgehog series. They are seven ancient emeralds and mystic relics tied to the Master Emerald that possesses several properties and abilities. Those that hold the Chaos Emeralds can use them for a variety of things, such as warping time and space, powering machines, and initiating super transformations. Anyone who combines all seven Chaos Emeralds can control unimaginable power. So, they're just like supernatural forces you know these crystals that exist that if you get them all they can do dope shit right yeah here's my thought i was recording like our lore i'm making like this lore thing and i hit a rut because we haven't written the lore for like the background of dragons at all so uh my thought is in all my fantasy children let me take you on a little lore refresher jeff if i may and our listener hey listener the the universe of all my fantasy children exists in two planes the material plane and the Cosmic Plane. Before time existed in fantasy and anything really existed, in the Cosmic Plane, two cosmic energy sisters battle for dominance, Ether and Astra. Astra bests Aether, and she is the being of chaos energy. Wrong. It's, it's actually, actually Aether, Aether who is who the is being the of being chaos, chaos and bests best, Astra. Astra. But go, go on, on, Aaron. Aaron. So when she comes into the material plane and crosses over, because that's what they were battling to do, she splits into her consciousness, splits into five entities, and they become the five who eventually create the universe and populate the world. That's why everything in fantasy is made of chaos energy. Whatever, it doesn't matter right now. What does matter is we said or you said back in the yesteryear that Ether's consciousness splits into five entities, and then I was like, but what about her physical at like body? does that split into different things and kind of that that same kind of principle? And it made me start thinking about the Chaos Emeralds. Not that I want those, but it's also kind of crazy that we call our thing like Chaos Energy and Ether's made of that. And there are Chaos Emeralds and Sonic. Did Ether's physical body split into some sort of similar thing to the five, which were like people in a consciousness? Are there five fragments of her physical body that kind of were, you know, uh... Kind of like a Megazord split up into the the world.
1: Can I throw you some very very large pitches?
0: Of course, yeah. Just swinging for the fucking fences. Please, th- this is gonna be this might be a big ass fucking petty world building episode. Who knows? Wink. But reminder: the whispered secrets have never been told because few who can hear remember them long enough to do so. I was thinking about how no one in fantasy like knows about this kind of stuff, and those who can remember them uh long enough to do so, like they can never remember. So
1: here's what I'm thinking. There were five like like elemental magical like personality like men, like being like spiritual whatever you want to call them life force that rained down. What if there were millions, thousands, like what if like it was not five but many physical remnants that that showered upon the earth. By which Go I mean on. like when when this happened it's Astra, right?
0: No, Ether is the one who wins. Ether is chaos. E- Ether is like the entire universe, uh, the material plane.
1: Ether's body shatters into thousands upon thousands of little gemstones that bury themselves into the ground and can be Ooh. dug up. Spicy. So that we have five. So that we have five beings, but thousands upon thousands of of physical fragments. Yeah. Each of those fragments does not contain like a full picture of the cosmic universe or like does not contain because the prompt being the whispered words like uh cannot be heard cannot be like remembered because they can't remember them long enough
0: yeah the whispered secrets have never been told because few who hear here can remember them long enough to do so
1: so like what i'm imagining is the idea that like each of these contain each of these fragments that are powered with unimaginable godlike energy, the energy of all creation, the yeah. the essence of the very world itself is buried into each of these
0: gemstones. By the way, I love the essence of all creation. That is very fucking good. Each of these contains a thought, a, a single glimpse, a
1: moment of uh, an idea a grasp at some greater cosmic reality and the power that comes with that but like so it's literally like you know that you could if you if you crack the power of one of the if you find one of these stones of which there are thousands upon thousands if you find one of these and you figure out how to wield its power i don't
0: know what that looks like yet but like you, you crack it like a soda like you pop the top you I'm down it. with that. I'm kidding, I'm I, kidding. I'm oh, kidding. I was down
1: with <laughs> literally smashing one of these to get oh, the that's thing. that's what I was thinking.
0: Like, yeah, I was thinking of, like, you have to destroy it, but perhaps destroying each one is can be done in a different way. You can't just, like, squeeze it.
1: You, you crush this thing, you destroy it, an idea floats out. Or, like, a few words, right? Like, a few words, but these are words of endless power from somebody that made the universe. Fuck. And so, to hear it, you have to know to listen to it, right? Like, you have to understand oh, what you're for I see what you're for. saying
0: I see what you're saying and I, I fuck with it
1: <laughs> and it could just be something like like there are absolutely ghost stories like there are absolutely stories of miners who went into a mine and they did it on that they did it on the day of their 17th birthday there was a big party under the water tower <laughs> like miners working in a mine like there's there's a hundred ghost stories of somebody like chiseling a rock and like hearing a whisper and being like fuck but mine's haunted. Mine is haunted. Like, to, like whispers a secret to them or something.
0: Yeah, something. It, it's when, when you, you, you describing the words of a being of unfathomable—not like power, but kind of like it, it's—you can't even wrap your head around it. It's a literal cosmic being of creation.
1: And so, like, imagine you are you are working in the mines, right? You're working in you're working in a coal mine. You like. Um. Pickaxe in a way you pickaxe a rock, and for a second, like for like, you hear like a phrase of an eminently powerful eldritch being. Okay,
0: so that's I got. I thought that's what you were getting at, and it makes me very happy because what that alone, I just have to get this tangent out. But while it's still in my head, is because the prompt, the whispered secrets have never been told because few who can hear remember them long enough to do so. You get this phrase. That kind of like, it's, I imagine if you were to have all the rocks and hit them at once, it would kind of be like the Star Wars intro with like the long scrolling text Uh about like the greater secrets of the universe. But because you only get like a fragment of this, it's like, it's confusing. It's vague. It's informative. Like it might tell you about like the cosmic plane, but you can't remember it. And that would add to like our interpretation, meaning me, the pickaxe holder would create an oral tradition of like what we think the world is and maybe maybe
1: pulling that even further what i was thinking was like you just get this phrase and like if you can understand like what you've heard right if you can process that you have heard this thing and not just ah fuck, it was a ghost (laughs) like if you can process it and translate it and transcribe it there is magic that comes from that there Mm. is a sense of like because this is, this is the being that made all of creation, right? This is the being that is responsible for everything. Every one of those words is capable of making something. Every one of those sounds, those syllables, those thoughts, ideas, essences is, is capable of creating something. You just have, but like, A, that requires, like, even knowing that you heard it and that you didn't just hear, like, rumbling of rocks understanding and like processing and translating the thing that you heard and like remembering it to such a precise degree that you can recreate it if you could do that you have this phrase that might make a waterfall
0: oh you mean like literally the power to create like matter as in like like ether can essentially yeah if we're talking
1: chaos emeralds we're talking like this shit has the power to make and unmake the world
0: Okay, to like reshape reality as you wish, Reed Richard's son style.
1: And that's why I like the idea of there being thousands of them and they're being scattered about and them all being kind of single uses so that because the thing that I kind of would want to pull away from is like a is like a Thanos.
0: Yeah, or, like, a Dr. Robotnik trying to, like, get them all and be bad. And so, like, the
1: idea that you get one, you get every one of these stones gives you, like, a thing, a a moment that you don't necessarily get input on. And it's just, it is just, like, a weird magical thing that somebody might pull out of their pocket, like, a weird stone that Gandalf might pull out of a pocket, hit with a hammer, and then suddenly there is a band playing.
0: Why would there be a band? Oh, so they literally will create things like when you break them.
1: Yeah, that's what Or like and like like if you can conjure if you can hear the words and repeat them and conjure them like you can direct that to like make us make a thing.
0: So what I really like about this, because we're staying away from like kind of a Thanos idea of like, I have to decipher the long phrase. I
1: have to get all of the gemstones over a hundred episodes and some flucky youngsters will chase me.
0: Yes. What I really like too, by the way, is tying into an episode that we did eons ago is uh, the gem cutters. People who uh, try to study crystals and stones and the, the the idea that there is a thing that they refer to gem cutters in that like society, you know, smaller society is this idea of a greater tapestry of the world yeah. where there is a grand narrative and, and everyone's story is a part of it. This is like what's beyond that that concept of gem cutters. This is actually like the greater tapestry of the
1: the greater tapestry of the greater tapestry.
0: Yes, Exactly. And if we say that, you know, sometimes Aarons, you know, I'm digging for worms because I want to go fishing, and I I pick this rock up and I chuck it and it like hits a tree. It whispers like this, this grand phrase to me, this piece of, you know, this piece of a greater novel, right? I don't know what that is, but it's like cryptic and weird or sometimes it's not cryptic. I can choose to be like, oh my God, a piece of the greater tap. If I don't know what the fuck that is, I'm like, oh, that was weird. But I might take that and, like, write a book. you know, that I, I might create a folk story about what I heard. and for that, it get it still comes to life. even if I just tell my friends and then that story becomes just a little thing between us, that essence of creation still has life and energy,
1: and that is itself creation, right? So yes. it is what i love about what you're saying what i'm love what i'm picking up that you're putting down as i as i pet this cat that has appeared in front of me and also via magic i'm love
0: i'm loving what you're picking up because it's a cat
1: the thing that i love the vibe that the energy that i'm really loving is that like that like because this is this is different than like amfc magic right this is yo this is its own unique thing which means that there are these layers to the magic right that like that like, it resonates and it echoes where like, there is the physical creation of like, maybe this summons a waterfall. Then there's the, then there's the ripple out from that of like, maybe you hear it and it makes you think about a waterfall and it makes you like, make a painting of a waterfall or maybe it ripples out further and people just like, gather around a waterfall and it creates like an event among friends like that idea that this magic is so powerful that it doesn't just happen once but it ripples out yeah and like it like by activating it right by smashing it by letting out the words it ripples out and that creation sort of happens again and again and again out through the out through the cosmos
0: and it's a lovely thing because the universe the material plane therefore fantasy is come every Every time we talk about the five and magic and people and rocks, they're all made of this being named ether. And so it kind of creates this cyclical narrative of like, you know, her body fragmented into these pieces of creation that her mind, because the five and her consciousness created this world and fantasy. It's kind of like her mind and body kind of combining to create not just life, but something other than that and like create life in the way of like, living like people living in a world you know what i'm saying is that too deep
1: no i think that's exactly kind of what we're getting at it's like okay good it's like it is creation in every sense of the word right like we think about like a lot of times we and i say we as in like people in general like when you hear the word creation oftentimes you think about it in terms of physical like making a thing yes uh i realize we're only 30 minutes in but this like connects back this connects back into something we talk about a lot in like our verbal hugs yeah Where we talk about like making a thing and the idea that like, well, if I'm not, if I'm not making a podcast on the internet, if I'm not making a sculpture, a piece of art, like if I'm not making a thing, I'm not creating, but like creating memories is creating, you know, like creating events and, and, and and fun experiences for people is creating, creating food for yourself is creating. And that idea that, that this magic is this layer cake of creation is like it is every single it is and that hits on all of these different like ways to create at once is like an incredibly powerful and like that that that's this really deep eldritch magic that is scattered through the through the world and that can be like unlocked in a moment but then lost forever is kind of beautiful.
0: It's essentially like a little spark of inspiration or that might motivate you to make something tell something or just just share basically like share with other people or yourself or create something and that adds to the like in a in a butterfly effect type way yeah it adds to the literal tapestry of like life you know whether it's you know making a podcast if you didn't put it on the internet did you really make it this kind of goes against that where it's like yes because you know, you just putting it out into the world has a literal magic to it in this and, in this fantasy case.
1: And also sometimes somebody can show up and like whisper three weird words and suddenly a waterfall appears because that's also just kind of sick.
0: Yes. And like I so I do want to say that Thanos doesn't get all of these. Uh, what do you want to call them? Ethereal shards? Oh, because Ethereal name shards, is Ether. Ethereal shards. Oh, there it is. Fuck me. So, Thanos never gets them all. You know, there is no fantasy Thanos who we would name, like, you know, David Berkman. Um, (laughs) You know, that doesn't happen. But there are people, I would say, who do want to understand, who who think it's not just, like, a way for, you know, for me to write my best fucking novel and share it with my friends. Some people would be like, yo, this is a whisper from a higher power. Not to imply, like, religion, but, like, that's fucking terrifying, Jeff. If I crush a crystal... And it says, like, you know, there are other worlds beyond yours. Seek them out. You'd be like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Imagine breaking a crystal. And it says, like, this is not the only plane. There is a parallel where my sister resides. You'd be like, what the fuck did I just hear? Are there people who do want to gather more and, like, write everything out?
1: Oh, I think there absolutely have to be. I think there are people that, like, there are people that there have to be, like, people and organizations and, like, groups that, like, seek these out. Right? Like picture some of it is analogous to like alien abduction go on what do you mean <laughs> Fuck this me. episode is a lot of me like throwing a phrase that like in my head is like perfectly reasonable and then going oh wait no that was weird as shit hey, alien- <laughs> okay so
0: define alien abduction because we can break it down if it makes no fucking sense no 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 no. what i mean is like
1: i guess alien abduction stories is what i mean what i imagine is like some of these people some of these some of these people or groups or what have you are probably absolutely like, I had an experience, I cracked a stone, and it told me that like, if you stare at this star all the world revolve like all of the cosmos will revolve around it at this exact moment and i did and it happened something is fucking weird here and i've spent the rest of my life like compiling notes on similar you know what i mean like
0: oh you mean like ancient alien type shit like we or or or, would people yes i know what you mean like
1: alien abduction like alien abduction stories like i was driving like i was driving my truck i got picked up by a bright light yes and i spent the rest of like x-file x-file
0: shit is i guess what i mean very much so is okay so is it a formal study
1: i think there are formal study i like the idea of there are formal studies of it i think that there there are that like it is a this is like it science
0: is, like you're describing like people who want a greater understanding of their universe
1: yeah and i think that's that's like it's i natural. think there are, i think that there are a lot of reasons for a lot of people who like get interested in this sort of thing and there's absolutely like a formal like school of understanding and like weaving this tapestry together and like collecting these sort you know what it reminds me of what this is jeff this is this is me pulling on on my educational background there's like a degree of study of like folk art and like lost art from like pre-recordings of like like musicology of like pre-recorded music yeah and like things like that of like there are studies of art forms that are gone art forms that, like, existed and are not, cannot exist anymore, right? Like, yeah. studying the songs that people wrote that did not get written down anywhere and, like, pulling off of accounts of them and trying to reconstruct them based on like stories and secondhand accounts. And like Like
0: the the stone instrument that we all know where it's like the first instrument we think is like those rocks that make a certain sound and like they you pretty much like hit them with a stone and people played them.
1: You see this a little bit in like comic book studies and in like similar things of there are some of these pieces of art that are just gone. And it's the idea of like we can recreate this Doctor Who, as you see this very specifically, a a, a genuine practice of the British Broadcast Corporation was to tape over shit. They had a set number of tapes, and when they ran out, they would just grab something off the shelf and tape over it. So there are just not, there are just episodes of Doctor Who that no longer exist. Oh, I love this kind of shit. That aired and will never air again, and- There is, like, study, there are people who have compiled the list of, like, here's the most complete list of episodes and stories and story beats and plots and all these other things that we can recover. We do this with the knowledge that, like, we will never have this list at 100%. And I think that to study these stones is is to study and say, like, we can try to assemble this grand tapestry to the best of our knowledge, but, like that list can never be 100%. Like, we no, will never have no. the full novel.
0: And I I love this idea because it's so, it's something like, hi, listener, we're going at 100 miles an hour, and there's something that we've we've kind of mentioned a couple times, especially, like, off mic and stuff, that people in fantasy don't know the greater details of, like, Ether and Astrod, what magic is, and only, like, very few people, because who the fuck could? Like, how do you know these things? Like, even with the vast knowledge that we have of science, we don't know jack shit about the universe and how we came... Like, we have a basic understanding of, like, the Big Bang and... But, like, things like dark matter and, like, the scale of the... Uni- we don't fucking know. And our brains can't even wrap around the idea that, like, dinosaurs rule the Earth for, like, 120 million years. It's actually 174 million. Uh, like, we 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 don't understand that kind of stuff. So I like to equate that in fantasy of, like, there are some who do want to get to the bottom of this. And if you add in magic as, like kind of a scientific component or a natural thing, it puts this entire idea of understanding where you came from and makes it 10,000 times harder. Because if all you have in terms of a greater understanding of like, hey, why can I shoot lightning from my fucking fingers if I want? And why, if someone puts enough passion into this dress, does it Make them able to fly should the tailor want. Like this idea of magic and channeling one's essence into something or making it uh, uh or manifest into the world is like a firebolt or a summon. Why the fuck can I do that? And the only way that anyone's ever gotten an inkling is a lady dragon named Lumina Don's who's dead or these shards that exist everywhere that give you like a sentence like, how could, you, how could you ever hope to get to the bottom of this? But right. I do like that there's, like, a study of people, like, look, we don't have all of them because so many people use these shards, you know, for fucking around, like, because they don't care. And not to say that's bad. For
1: magic, for fucking around by accident, like... Yeah,
0: like, you just drive over some of them, I'm sure, in, like, a wagon. That's what I mean. And- like, going back to the analogy
1: that, that we used earlier, like, if you are a coal miner and you hit one with your chisel... And you hear a weird sentence and you are like, oh, fuck, that's a ghost. And you go and like you forget, like you go and like you don't retain the words, right? Like, you no. just literally, because why the fuck would you? A ghost just yelled something at you. I'm not going to like study it and think yeah. about it.
0: Like, I think of it as, uh, you know, when you can kind of hear your neighbors in an apartment in muffled speech. Yeah. And I'm not like fucking listening and trying to decipher it. I'm just like, oh, I hate that.
1: Right. And like, <laughs> if you uh, here, and let me ask you, Aaron. Can you can you tell me, like, the words that you heard the last seven
0: times that happened? No, like, that, and if they were giving me the secrets of the universe, I'd be like, fucking, this is so annoying, I'm trying to record. What I mean is, like, half the time, like, you'd be like, I can't even
1: understand what was just said. Like, it was yeah. muffled nonsense. So, like, there's both the people that, like, used this for their own gain or for fucking around or... But there's also just like stuff that got used like it like a secret was whispered out into the universe and nobody heard the whispered words, the whispered words like no one uh, who heard could remember. Like, yeah, yeah, completely. This is always going to be an incomplete study, no matter how many scholars get into this field, no matter how much work they do. Like they are they are always aspiring to an incomplete recreation of this piece of, of this of this idea.
0: Yes, but it's still, the cool thing is it's still accomplishing its task. It's still creating mystery, As, as you know what I mean? It still yeah. makes us, it makes the people of fantasy interact. It makes them wonder. It makes them uh, strive. It creates life and, like, gives people fun. It gives people mystery. It gives some people drive and purpose. Like, I imagine that so many myths and, not myths that we create as the narrator because we make them, like, real, like the Star Tender... But I mean, like folklore and fantasy, a lot of it could be totally inspired by like, you know, you heard a fuck it it could if imagine if it were normal to hear fucking random words from stone, you would create stories inspired from that you would create songs, you would create poems, you would create jokes, it would become like a, a regular part of life to hear like these whispered kind of not nonsense, but like whispered words in the air from smashing a little shard of crystal that, you know, sometimes become nothing. Sometimes just become a joke. Sometimes just become a story. Not always like, oh my God, I now have to go. And sometimes, yes, they do inspire the I have to go out and seek, you know, the sword of legend because maybe the phrase was like a blade struck her down. I crossed over. You'd be like, oh my God, I have to go seek the sword that can cut through dimensions. Not knowing that that's all bullshit. But it's just the fact that it gets that person out the door on their Frodo-ass adventure. You're just you're just chasing this
1: idea of this, you know, this this arbitrary, this thoughtless, this sort of, like, this careless whisper that, like, it floats out there. You're just chasing after it.
0: Yeah. And, it, and it's essentially nothing, but... <laughs> that's all you heard in one of them? And someone was like, wow. <laughs> Saxophone bang. And that's what created Careless Whisper is someone broke uh, an ethereal shard, and out came that saxophone solo, and they're like, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> she- what else can we talk about? What else uh, uh, do we... Is there a game we can play with this real
1: quick? There might be. I'd have to look it up. We can set it aside for next time, but like, we can also just call it here and say that this is a cool fucking idea that we dropped into the universe. Like, Yeah,
0: that there are shards of the being that essentially created the universe and continues to like fuel the world with magic, mystery, and inspiration through just like you know to, through breaking shit.
1: Yeah, I think that's so. Like, I think that, like I I think we went really hard, and like I'm putting I'm taking off my content my hashtag content hat. Okay, a lot of hats are coming on and off this episode. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm like, well, we did, we spent the first 12 minutes talking about a thing and they're only at 45 now. And I'm like, no, that's fine. Like we, we came up with this dope concept and like, I don't want to necessarily like drag it into the world, but it sounds like you got a thing.
0: I do. I have a question for you. Can you give me two situations in which these are used without knowing it? Mm. Like my thought is if they're in stone, if they're in everything, like some are lodged in a tree. There's some like wagon out there that was made of wood that has one of these like lodged in its like axle, you know, mm. that will never be broken unless someone like destroyed the wagon. And then you'd have to be there to hear it. That's why I come back to the prompt. The whispered secrets have never been told because few who can hear them r- remember them long enough to do so. If I'm in the middle of something, if I'm like, you know, building a house and I hit a board with like a nail and it breaks through one of these things, an ethereal shard that's in there. I'm really not going to be listening to like them, you know, to ether recounting reality. If something
1: just spits a phrase out at you, you're going to be like, what the fuck was that? I didn't understand a word of it. That was weird and terrifying. But like, I'm not going to read anything into that.
0: Yeah. You like not everybody has to be like, oh, my God, put my tinfoil hat on diving deep into the Lord. Like, no, they don't care. I'm like, I got a some people house to just
1: build. like a weird ghostly thing happened and that's it. Oh, I did have a scenario for uh, a case where there was a one of these stones was uh was cracked without knowing it. Okay. Can I tell you about the haunted well? Yes,
0: god, I love haunted wells.
1: In the town in in the sleepy hamlet of We'll go Chargrove.
0: Ooh, and what is it called? In the sleepy hamlet of what? Chargrove. Oh, it's so good. I like Chargrove a
1: lot. Chargrove like is Like a town of, like, 70 people. Okay. It is, like, a nowhere little town, but one of the few things that it's notable for, or one of the few things that locals know it for, like the 70-odd people in town, there's a haunted well outside of town. Uh, You can get water from it. Like, it doesn't, like, the water's not cursed. People have tried. They've grabbed water from it. Uh, Some people as sort of a dare. Some people as an experiment. Some people as, like, a test of their bravery. And it's fucking water. Like, it's not special. (laughs) It says earth juice, water. But a few times, a few people have been pulling their big, you know, metal rusty bucket on the rope, gathering water from down the well, and it's scraped along the side. Oh, baby. And some words came
0: out. Oh, that's very good, Jeff.
1: Up this well, like echoing up through this well, just like a few words, a whispered phrase, you know, a few, a a sentence, a phrase, a few syllables, like something. Something like floated up through the up through the mist,
0: and I have to say, like these phrases that come up, if they're phrases uttered by the creator of an entire dimension, they are fucking wild. They've oh, yeah. got to be like, well, I'm sorry, what?
1: Oh yeah. So a a few times, enough times for it to develop a reputation, not with any sort of consistency, not with any sort of uh, because the thing is. If this happens to you, you're not going to remember necessarily that you hit your—that you, like—or maybe you might not even be able to tell that you scraped your barrel along the side of a rock. No. If if you're telling the story of the time a ghost spoke to you from in the well, you'd say, well, I was pulling up water from inside the well, and suddenly a ghost talked to me.
0: Yeah, you're not going to be like, well, it did bang against the side. That might have smashed a (laughs) crit—no.
1: So, like, a few times— a handful of times, uh, not on any sort of consistent schedule with no sort of, like, testing or understanding of it. Because, oh fuck, it's a haunted well, we're not going to try and, like, like experiment on it. Some, wh- some words came out. Some things were whispered from the well. So once in a while, if you go and get water from the old well outside of Charsgrove, you might hear a thing. You might hear voices. Nobody knows why. And, you know, there is speculation. Like, there are ghost stories about, like... Oh, there was a there was a criminal that was running and had just committed a murder and was pushed into the well by an otherworldly force. And like, you know, a lot of those are all pretty much ghost stories because and like what's really happening is that there were just a handful of these stones like buried into this into this stone.
0: And when they break, some words come out. I really like that. I have one. Go for it. In early fantasy, we talked in the goblins episode that we did with the that there are like. Great episode. Yeah. God, it went banks. That there are, like, cities and societies that, like, predate what we know of, like, the world of, like, Iron Hill and Geode and all that stuff. And they're, like, in ruins now because they've been destroyed. When they're from, no one fucking knows. It's, like, before recorded history, like we said. But in those times, two leaders went to battle over, I don't know, a a cave full of treasure, right? Like, you know, there's full of crystals and full of magic and full of fun relics and magic powerful shit. Anyway. Two leaders met on the battlefield. They exchanged blows with their two legendary weapons. These two blades represented their two nation states. They were symbols of all that these two kingdoms stood for. And when they struck blows for the first time, they collided, the two shattered. And both of the blades were just made of two massive ethereal shards. And the sentence, when those two broke, the two phrases combined to make a paragraph like that sounded like a message from the gods to these people on the battlefield that day and those two people like that is what ended the conflict and united these two kingdoms together because they like they took that paragraph they took that sentence from the ethereal shards and it became like their their code their ethics they were like you know why are we fighting we should be coming together and it basically created the foundation of like a new city a new region I love it. That's sick. Dope. And that's, that's a good place. I feel like we should end because yeah. God, we could do this for a fucking while. And we can,
1: we can find a game to, to make some weird shit later, but like that feels to. like a good, that feels like a good stopping place for now.
0: Yeah. This is a big, big thing for us moving forward. And I, I think, I don't think this is the last that we've heard of ethereal shards. If there is a literal physical object that can reveal the deeper secrets of the universe to you. You know, it's yeah. not like messages left by like on an answering machine. It's almost like I almost think of it as like Ether's journal of her long existence. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if, absolutely. If, 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 almost like an auto an autobiography of the being who created the universe. <laughs> but every uh, every piece you get is only like a single sentence or phrase. Yeah. Dang, I love this so much. Thank you so much, Ace the Ace for your prompt. Uh, that prompt slaps. And Ace the Ace used our prompt submission channel to send it to us, which is a great way. But there are a lot of ways for you to send us cool prompts so we can create cool episodes that your cool ass can sit and hang out with us. Jeff, what are they? You can tweet at us at amfc underscore
1: podcast using the hashtag Children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Or you can go to bitoy slash AMFC Discord and post them in the prompt submission channel.
0: Boom. I love it. Come hang out with us in our Discord. If you're burning through the backlog and this is your first episode, hey, there's an older episodes channel where I'd love to scream about our thoughts together as you go through our backlog and enjoy things and ask questions. We got you. Anything you need, AMFC is here for you. Um, podcasts. <laughs> Gosh. Podcasts. They're a fun audio medium, aren't they? We had a lot of fun today, but you know what's also a lot of fun? It's Jeff's other podcast. Yes, that's right. Jeff is a creative juggernaut, and Jeff does have a second podcast. Jeff, what is it? What do you do? Tell all the fine folks at home what it is and what you're up to. Party of One is an actual play (laughs) podcast
1: focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend. We play a two-player game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Wednesday at partyofonepodcast.com.
0: Bang! Uh, It's really great. Y'all should go listen to it. Jeff is a fucking pioneer in the space. I don't know if you all know this, but there are no shows about single player role player games that like feature cool indie designers. And honestly, it's a cool place to get to meet. If you are in the space and you know the people who make these games, you can get to meet them. It's it's really awesome because if I'm like, oh, man, I follow that motherfucker on Twitter. And then I hear them on Jeff's show. I'm like, oh, they're really cool in real life, too. Thank God. It's it's a fun way to get to know creators and just random people playing games, too. It's it's sick. Go listen to Party of One. All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. The One Shot Podcast Network is our beach umbrella, is our beach umbrella for you. It can encompasses a wide array of cool creators, cool concepts, and hoping to make Tabletop a more inclusive and awesome badass place full of stories that don't hurt you and feel like shit so come sit with us on the beach at the one shot podcast network and bask in the glory of our shade verbal hug this week the only thing that
1: matt like going back to what we were i think our verbal hug was a little bit at the top of the episode but i'm bringing it back the only thing that matters at the end of the day with the thing that you make whether that is a podcast a comic a drawing a game dinner for yourself dinner for your for your loved ones popular like like the thing that matters is the joy that it brings you and the joy that it brings the people closest to you everything else is an illusion largely designed to make you feel bad this is the harshest truth of the reality of the situation exacerbated by the realities of of capitalism and a capitalist system but like the thing that matters the most by a wide margin and it's a it's a it's not even a particularly close second the thing that matters most is that the things that you make again podcasts games comics dinner a dance you do in your living room the laughter you the, the laughter that you get from telling a joke to a friend like whatever you put into the universe the thing that matters the most is the joy that it brings you as long as it if it brings you joy and doesn't hurt anyone, like, that is the most important thing, and it is so, so easy, and, like, I am as guilty of this as anyone, and I have been as guilty of this this week as anyone, like, it is so easy to get wrapped up in those other things and to think that you are, that, that, to weigh yourself against those other things and feel like you've come up wanting, it doesn't matter. The thing that matters is that it brings you joy. Like, we are, in the cosmic scheme of things, we exist for three syllables of the grand novel of the universe. If that, that is a long-lived life. Find a thing that makes you feel joyful and alive in that time, because that's all any
0: of us can aspire to. Dang, Jeff, that was very good. Holy shit. On that... I will have to second what Jeff said, uh, and it's important to have people to remind you of these things, and if you have a friend who needs reminding, remind them, because even during this episode, I started stressing about, like, oh, no, is it going somewhere? Is it enough? Did we dive deep into the lore? Is it too much of lore? Are we alienating new—you know, that kind of gobbledygook that gets in your head when you're thinking about— silly things that don't really matter. And then when we started, I really started focusing on just enjoying making the episode and cracking a cold, uh, you know, ethereal shard and just creating something, it just became fun and I relaxed and it just becomes a more enjoyable process. But my point is, surround yourself with people who are a good fit for you in terms of keeping yourself level and who are wise. And if you don't have that, be that for someone else. And so they can learn from you and become that themselves. Uh, that's all I got because I don't know how to phrase it otherwise, but surround yourself with people who have your best interest in mind and who you find to be wise and have, uh, like-minded ideals about creating shit if you create things and when you create things, because you will at times, you know, your mind will run away with itself and you will go a place that you don't want to have good people that can tether you back to reality and where you really want to be and ground you in why you make the thing. And you can, then you can never fuck it up. But yeah, just surround yourself with good people and good collaborators like Jeff. Jeff is wise as fuck if you didn't get that from uh, that verbal hug that he just dropped. But yeah, find find yourself a good Jeff. My verbal hug this week is find yourself Jeff and find a different one because I got Jeff. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) good good night and good 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 game. For once stopped to think, why? We played our roles and spent our eternity running toward a destination we did not understand. We simply knew we had to run. Now that I am still, I know not what to do. Do I miss running? Uh, hi everyone. I was feeling pretty down lately. Very down... I was working with my great-aunt in her workshop, and I heard something that inspired me to write. I'm not much of a writer, but thanks for having me at this open mic night. It's what I needed. Anyway, this is running. When I was young, I used to love to run. The feeling of the air rushing past me as the world around me blurred. The sound of my footsteps in the grass. The smell of green and hot summer air. There was nothing like it. I haven't sprinted like that in a long time. It's sad, but it just seems like sometimes when you get a little older, you forget about all of the simple things that brought you serenity as a child. And as an adult, we get so caught up in our responsibilities that we forget that a part of us wants to just run and feel the wind against our face. We say things like, I miss those days, but we could easily get back there if we took the time. But that's the hard part, isn't it? As an adult, time feels borrowed, like we never have enough. Planning our weeks and months and hoping for a minute to feel the wind. But as a kid, you have more than you could ever need. You look for fun to fill up the days with. You discover, explore, create, imagine, and run. Not toward anything, not some goal or triumph, but simply because it feels nice to run. Maybe it's time for me to slow down but also speed up and feel that wind again. I think I'm going to go for a run, for old time's sake. Thank you.